Hello, welcome to 15 Minute Sermon. So glad to have you here today. Um, let's pray a short prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise and glory. We thank you for your love shown towards us in Christ Jesus. We thank you for your abundant grace oh, towards us. We give you glory. We give you praise. Even as we study, we ask that our hearts and our minds will be flooded with light. We see clearly and we understand what you've done. And faith is stirred up in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Alright, so welcome once again. Um, let's read from John chapter 3. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's read from John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So you see, God's love is factual. His love is not just mere words, but it's love that was demonstrated. And he demonstrated his love. His love was active. It's an active love. It's an active love. And you know, and he didn't just give life. He says, everyone who believes in him will not perish, but would have eternal life. So you see, the life was qualified. It's an everlasting life. It's an eternal life. Very important. Very important. So you need to realize that whatever God does is eternal. Whatever God does is eternal. You would agree with me that God doesn't live in the the frame of time we live in. Right? He doesn't live in the frame of time we live in. He's eternal. He's described as the Alpha and the Omega. That is, the one who is at the beginning and is also at the end. You understand? The mind may not be able to comprehend it, but the simple way to understand it is that God is eternal. And so whatever he does is eternal. You must understand that. God doesn't do things to just last for a season. It has an eternal consequence, whatever God does. Right? Including salvation. He didn't just save uh, a salvation from sins that, that he provided by Jesus Christ. It wasn't a temporary one. It was a permanent one, an eternal one. It's something we must realize. And that's what we're going to study today. We're going to look at that. Uh, understand that uh, uh, the salvation that God provided in Christ Jesus is an eternal one. So let's read. We're going to be reading, uh, doing a brief commentary on various verses from Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, right? Uh, in the previous episode, um, I think that's episode 6 and 7, yeah, uh, we talked about how that, um, you know, in the old covenant, all right, in the old covenant, specifically the last episode, we talked about in the old covenant how that um, the um, the high priest and the priests uh, offer sacrifices for the sins of the people, especially the high priest, he goes into the most holy place uh, to offer sacrifice for the sins of the children of Israel. And he did that once every year. So it was a constant thing. It was something they had to do every year. And so um, the writer of Hebrews and juxtaposes um, the sacrifice for sins in the Old Covenant and the sacrifice for sins that Jesus provided. All right. And so uh, I'll read from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. To 12. 
right? So, but Christ, I'm reading from the new or from the KJV, from the King James Version, it says, But Christ, being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Okay, so it says, uh, Christ is our high priest, but he is not entering into the tabernacle that the high priest entered into uh, in uh, in the day and time of the children of Israel. He said he has entered into a tabernacle not made with hands, all right? It's not of this earth, okay? And so verse 12, he says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Okay, so not like the high priest uh, on behalf of the children of Israel, he would enter into the most holy place with the blood of goats and calves. But Jesus Christ entered into the holy place. And this holy place is not made with hands. That means it's the holy place in heavens. All right, we're going to see that as we read on. All right, so he has entered into the most holy place and has obtained what? Eternal redemption. You see, those are words you must not uh, skim over when studying this portion of the Bible. You must not skim over it. It qualifies the redemption that Jesus obtained. He said it is eternal. It's an eternal redemption he has obtained. All right? So it's eternal. Okay? Let's go to verse 13 and verse 14. It says, For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an ifa sprinkling the unclean sanctifier to the purifying of the flesh so he says the blood the blood of bulls and goats that was offered by the high priest in the old covenant all right it it, it sanctified and uh, purified you know uh, the children of Israel purify their flesh, all right? In our compares with the blood of Jesus, he says in verse 14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So you see, Christ offered his blood through the eternal spirit of God, Right? And his sacrifice is able, his blood is able to purge the conscience from dead works. So, like I said in the previous episode, the Jesus' blood doesn't just um, purchase forgiveness of sins. It also works. It also works on the heart of, it works on the heart of um whoever accepts the sacrifice. Okay, so in the Old Covenant, the children of Israel bring bulls, calves to the high priest, and the high priest offers a sacrifice for sin, you know, uh, to God on behalf of the people. Well, you see, that's that blood that was offered, the blood of the bulls and the, and the calves, was not able to affect the conscience of the children of Israel. So it didn't change them. It didn't make them live right. All right. But the blood of Jesus is different. It purges the conscience. All right. From dead works so that you can serve the living God. All right. So the blood of Jesus purifies. It purges our conscience from dead works. And he also offered himself by the eternal spirit of God. Glory to God. So let's read verse 15. He said, And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death, 
Alright? For the redemption of transgression that were under the first testament, they which are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Okay? So you see, anyone who believes in this sacrifice that Jesus has uh, as, uh, as, 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 as provided for sins, the person receives an eternal inheritance. The person receives eternal salvation. Alright? The person receives eternal salvation. Alright? Okay, let's go on. Uh, we'll jump now to verse 24 and 28. Verse 24. Sorry, verse 24 to 28. Okay? It says, For Christ is not entered into the holy places, made with hands you know i said it in the previous um, in the in verse um, verse 11 when we're reading verse 11 and 12 okay so but let's go see for christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are the figures of the true or into heaven himself <clears throat> now to appear in the presence of god for us okay so the most holy place christ entered eh? it's not the one made with hands Okay, the ones that were made with hands by Moses and you know for the children of Israel, you know, was a figure, it was a type, it was a symbol of the true one that is in heaven. And so Christ entered into that one in heaven. <laughs> okay, verse 25. Nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. Okay, so in the old covenant, the high priest entered every year into the holy place to offer sacrifices for the sins of the people. But Christ entered once into the holy place. He offered himself. He didn't offer himself every time. Okay, he's, he offered his blood, but he didn't have to offer it every time. Like the high priest who had to offer the blood of bulls and calves every year. Okay? He said, but if he do, if, if Christ did that, then for then, verse 26, for then he must, must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. Yes, he would have had to be dying, 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 but no, he didn't do that. He did it once. Okay. He said, but now, once in the end of the world, at he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of his of himself and as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment so christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation glory to god this is beautiful this is beautiful so you see the salvation that jesus provides is once and for all is an eternal salvation his sacrifice was offered once because it had an eternal character. It was offered once because it had an et- eternal character. Okay? It had an eternal character. He didn't have to offer it again and again. Because once, he, as he offered it, he had the ability to affect sins in the past, sins in the present, and sins in the future. It was an eternal one that anyone who believed before the sacrifice was made would benefit for him from it. Anyone who believed when the sacrifice was made would benefit for him. And anyone who would believe even after the sacrifice was made could benefit from it. That's why we can benefit from it. His sacrifice was offered over 2,000 years ago, yet you can benefit from it. The moment we believe, the moment we believe, <laughs> the moment we believe, it becomes us. All right? So you see, the children of Israel could trust they could trust 
the high priest for salvation of their sins for one year. But we trust Jesus for salvation from sins forever. We've put our trust in him because we know his salvation from sin is forever. So you see, the responsibility of salvation from sins is on our high priest, Jesus. So when we say our salvation is eternal, we're not looking at ourselves. We're looking at our high priest. Our perfect sacrifice. We're looking at our high priest. He has the capacity. Ah, he has the capacity. Alright? He has the capacity. He offered himself up. He offered himself up. He offered himself up. So let's read uh, the last one. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse, uh, just the next chapter, yeah? Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 10 to 14. Let me read it quickly. Right? It said, By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus once for all. You keep seeing once for all. You keep seeing eternal. It said, And every high priest standard daily ministry and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice. We can never take away sins. Alright? <laughs> so those sacrifices couldn't really take sins away, really. Because it couldn't purge the conscience of the of um, of um, those um, of the children of Israel. But verse 12 says, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. He has perfected forever them that are sanctified. So you see, Christ Jesus offered one sacrifice for sins that is forever. He does not keep standing like the priests in the Old Testament. Alright? Those guys didn't sit down. They kept standing because, you see, (laughs) the sacrifice had to be offered constantly every year. But you know what he said here? He said, but Christ, after he had offered that sacrifice, sat down at the right hand of God. Why? Because there's no need for sacrifice anymore. There was no need for any sacrifice anymore. No need for sacrifice anymore. Alright? Glory to God. Glory to God. It's an eternal one. So do you believe this? That is what God expects you to do. To place your trust in Jesus Christ. Place your trust in your high priest, Jesus Christ. He is your high priest. He has offered himself. He has offered the sacrifice for sins. Believe him. Believe him. Believe him. Believe him. Believe him. Believe him. Accept this sacrifice for sins. Glory to God. Father, we give you thanks. We thank you for your word that has come. I know many hearts have been blessed by this. Glory to God. God bless you greatly. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.